Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And I'm Phil. And today we're going to be doing Days That Changed the Universe. Part Days That Changed the Universe. Past, the present and the future. Including part Battle of Sector 001. And it's part one. Yes, because we're going to be carrying this on <laughs> next year. Yay! Because we've got ten different things that I've come up with and we're going to pick some five that, at random some that link some that don't link we don't know it's sort of random so when we do part two it'll be extra extra read all about it or listen to and it, if I had it. my things ready I would have known <laughs> <that>. <laughs> if, if, you did, if you didn't guess we did a little bit about the uh, the fact that obviously this has gone in the past so we all ended up a little bit older yes so but before so we get into that We've got the quiz first. I'm trying to find what ba -ba -dum -ba -dum. episodes we're doing. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, because there's ten things, we're going to do it split into two parts. We're going to pick five completely at random. Gets things a little bit more interesting. Um, but obviously the quiz questions, but it's, this is what's fascinating because... They could be related to what we're talking about. They could they not. Could we not just don't know. Yeah. So Simon gave us ten topics. Um, two. Can I kind of call it historical... Well, yeah, the historical parts of the Star Trek. Well, we're, yeah, we're looking. I'm, at, I'm trying to find the. We're looking at so, so days that changed the universe. Days that changed the universe, and we're not talking about the J.J. Abrahams verse where they went Ooh, back yeah. in times and yeah. changed yeah. a few well, things. Yeah, yeah. That, that's got one. That's got one. Shh, be quiet. Battle six zero zero one. Battle three five nine. First contact between Vulcans humans. Kiss from records. Destruction of Vulcan. Of obviously Kelvin timeline. Kashara. Finding Kashara. Destruction of Praxis. Tom Ned Instant, Discover the um the Bajoran Wormhole, and Zindi Probe Attack on Earth. Those are the ones we are doing, because I just stumbled across it again. Found yeah. it. So In my magic red book. That yeah. We missed the Attack of the Picards, though. Do what now? Attack of the Picards. Do you want Nemesis? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't clue it was when you said Picards. I was like, it's only one Picard. Like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> yes, It was a duplicate Picard, Nemesis. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you're finally getting my links rather than me going, uh, that episode weird, uh, blah, 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 blah. That thing when that thing happened. Yeah, that thing and that thing. So, should we go straight on to the wonderful quiz? And I have a pen ready, but I do not have any paper in front of me. Okay. Come on in. <laughs> I'll, I'll do Jamie, shall I? So is he going to write it down now? Uh, I'll write it on the I'll, I'll write it on the back of my, one of my notes things. So it's, there's so many sheets of notes that we've got, I can just write it on the back of that. Yeah. So. Yep. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Simon giving us all, all a load of things to print out. <laughs> uh, to be fair, most of them are only like a few pages each, apart from two of them. So it's not that bad, yeah, to be fair. and there's like nothing for like two of them, which is like interesting. But yeah. Hey. People to all events and we couldn't even find anything for them. Question number one. Oh, we're we going... Okay, I'm going first, right? Okay. Jump in, Phil. Straight away. Go for it. In the siege of AR... 558. Oh, my favourite episodes. Nog received an injury, but to which leg? Oh, alas, the fifty-fifty I told you about earlier. Oh, oh, blimey! Um, um, oh Christ! And yes, I know Jesus has got nothing to do with it. Um, Jamie, joke number four. <laughs> um. Jamie, you got 50 50. Yeah. It's either be left or I, I right. Know, so but, it's like. I'm, I'm so, ah, but do they have more than one leg? <laughs> I'm so hesitant from Is last time again, all my quiz or questions. That one? This one or that one? You have a timer. When the timer ends, you must give your answer. Boom, 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 boom. boom. I think it's his left leg. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help you here, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> what? Are you honestly trying to help me here or not? You you decide. Left or right? Which path do you want to go? Left. Is it a red or herring right? or not? That's the thing. Left or right? Left or right? Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> no, hang on a second. Let me just think. I'm just thinking. I'm just. I'm trying to visualise Nod coming out of when he when he came back from the hospital thing. And you realise that it's the reverse to what you're watching. Yes. Yes, Phil, it's exactly that. Can I just say it's never a good idea to second-guess stuff? No, it's his left leg. I'm sure it's his left. Okay. Just, just final point. answer? Yeah, it's fine, answer. 50, 50. It's fine. I've got, got 50, yeah, 50. Left. <laughs> I'm sure it's his left leg. 
Question number two. This is your multiple choice question. Okay. This is your possibly harder question. Okay. <laughs> when was First Contact first released in the UK? Ooh. A. 13th of December 1996. B. 13th of December 1997. C. 13th of December 1995. <laughs> or D. 13th of September 1994. <laughs> well, it's not C or D for a start. So I can definitely count those out. What was the 96 and 97, yeah? Correct. Both the 13th of December. At least you didn't get horrible numbers of twos and ones in it, like I got. That was pretty. Before. That was pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which one? Ninety six. Let's mess with his brain. Let's well, generation. <laughs> Generations was ninety four. There wasn't any Star Trek film ninety five. I don't know when Insurrection was. God. That was after. Yeah, I know Insurrection was after First Contact, <laughs> but it's it's not. No help, same time. It's, it's a film that I'm not that fond of, so I wouldn't remember what date that came out. I'm not really helping him. I'm just sort of saying no, nobody obviously is after. Demis is for 2002. Is it for 97? It is obviously 97, 98. <laughs> God. Um, I'm going to say 97. 13th of December 1997, yeah? Yeah. We'll put 1997, I'll take that as the answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and question three? This is your hard one. Okay. How many light years away from Earth is Wharf 3? Five nine, and it's in the notes. It's right on the first page of the notes. How many light years? It's it's scattered everywhere. It's like wait, this is my hard question now. I've got to know the answer to this. Oh yeah, because you had a way of of doing it two ways, didn't you? Depending on how I did, Mm. so I must have done quite well then. That's good. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll get. I'm getting the thing. I've got at least one right, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, what instead of white watch from last either time? Either that, or I'm just being exceptionally harsh because <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> I'm not saying. You know what I'm like? I'm cloak and dagger all the way through. That's what I feel. Um, I mean, like, full of herrings, full of uh, uh, red, red or yes. other colours. Tactical. I don't know why I'm thinking. This. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's... I'm going to say eleven. Tactical. I'm just, com- I'm just com- uh-huh. eleven. Eleven years, yeah. Eleven light years, yeah. Okay. Okay. You have no idea, I know, and we get that, Jamie. (laughs) So, who wants to go next? Do you want to ask Phil your side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or your pen? Yeah, of course. See, I'm not the only one uh, unprepared tonight. Phil? Underprepared. True or false? The last known contact between the Federation and the Romulans prior to the neutral zone is known as the Tom Led incident. Tom Led incident. Tom Led incident. Never heard of it, so I'm going to say false. Okay. Your multiple choice. <laughs> Feel logic. <laughs> According to Picard in Star Trek First Contact, what is the unusual temperature aboard a Borg vessel? Ooh. A. 28.4 degrees Celsius. B. 34.7 degrees Celsius. C. 37.2 degrees Celsius. Or D, 39.1 degrees Celsius. And just to you know, Phil, I don't actually know this question. Can you give me the higher, t- the highest two? 37.2 and 39.1. And that's C and D. I'm trying to think whether you said it was hotter or colder than what they're used to. It's good that you've known it down a bit, Phil, already. So, you know. I've got a feeling it's colder. So B, C. Then. So what was the the lowest two? What you want the other two now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so twenty eight point four is A, thirty four point seven is B. Phil. Okay. That's it. You've got. It's only four choices. It's only four choices. It's not like a, a secret fifth choice. Mm. So you now I'm thinking that's wrong for him saying it's colder because average room temperature is twenty one degrees. Go with your instinct, film. It's like with my first question with Nog's left or right leg. I was, you know, I'm going to go 28.4. That's reading out to me. Okay. And lastly, because I thought, let's give a bit... Let's yeah, I, didn't give, see, I didn't see Simon's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> let's give a question to the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. What piece of technology did Nero use to create a black hole, um, black hole causing Vulcan destruction in the 2009 Star Trek film? Red, red matter. Um, 
if that's what you think I said you need to know the answer you say you need to know the answers to that yeah yeah I think it's red matter okay that is that uh, your questions Jamie. okay yes yes your quiz question time okay question number one true or false the year of the battle of war 359 was 2369 Because seventy four, I think that's like that's like Nemesis here, isn't it? I think. I think so. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. That's. <laughs> I think that's true, though. I think. Okay. Question two. Right. This is the one I wasn't sure if you'd asked me before. Okay. What was the name Dagra and his wife were going to give their third child before they died? That's a toughie. Is that, that my hard one? That's your hard one. You need to know the answer to that. That was the one I where the first one was a hard one, wasn't it? <laughs> but that was the one where um, in a book you've never read, <laughs> in a book you've never read, yeah. This in a, is in a colander you've never seen. This is not in the notes technically; it's vaguely connected, but you have <laughs> seen the episode where it's mentioned. That's why it's a hard one. That's why it's a hard one. Yeah. So, mm, no idea. Plus, it's a name as well, which is again, yeah, that's yeah, that was a the dyslexic dyslexic okay. weakness, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Okay, number three, this, alien names. I might add. Question three, um, this is a multiple choice, and it's a ship question. Yay! He told me that. Yeah, so you should like get them. this right then. <laughs> one of the ships that fought in the battle of Sector Zero Zero One was the USS Al Paclia, A double P A L A C H I A. It was the USS that Steamrunner class, but what is the registry number? How am I meant to get this when you can't pronounce the name of the ship, Jamie? Al Capacci, I think it is. Al Capacci. Registry? You hardly see the registries. No, it's in the notes. Oh, yeah, I, I know it's in the notes. Okay, so let me try again. One of the ships that fought in the South should have chosen a different next ship name. <laughs> Maybe go for one of your backups. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that uh, yeah, that one's you've got to know the answer to. That's the only thing. I do too. Um, I do an Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah, Appalachia. I think. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So one of the ships. Yeah, that's a lot of help. Narrow it down to two. Huh? Narrow it down to two answers instead of four. At least he's got a fifty-fifty as a compromise. Yeah, yeah. Because it's. I don't know. I don't know what the frick's going on. Okay, let me just. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll cover up the. Oh, I'm going to know the answer to that. Uh, I'm just going to. Okay, one of the ships that fought in the Battle of Sector 001 was the USS Alpatria, Steam Runner class, but what is the registry number? Give him two. I don't know, I'll tell you in the notes later when we bloody do it in the episode. I don't know. Or I'll narrow it down to, narrow it down to two choices. Yes, we, I know. 50 50. Just, just tell me the answers! <laughs> okay, so I'll just. Quite a spoiler running across my notes now. Okay, we'll, we'll narrow it down to two, yeah? Yes! Who sure just him. said that? Okay, right. So, either... <laughs> <laughs> either NCC-52136... All right. Or NCC-33184. Yeah, that makes a blindest bit of difference, because they're two random numbers that I have no idea about. Um... But true, it's a 50-50. Thank you, Phil, though, at least for that. Little... I thought that was a compromise. Cause yeah, the that's ne- fine. Because the, ne- the East backup question wouldn't have made any yeah, sense. The, yeah, I do apologise for the name. I should have picked a different ship. There's, like, loads in there. Afterwards, if we, it doesn't come up. <laughs> Phil, don't help me. I'm not helping you. Is it? It is a Give in the numbers again. I've just gone B because I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Uh, no in, point. There's no point, Phil. Unless you know, you know. So and I don't know. So I've never the, fir- the first one I, I said, yeah, NCC. I've just gone for B. I don't care what they one. are. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know every yes. ship ever created. I know you don't. I thought that was a fair question. It's in the no. nose. Moving on. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> right. Well, Moving I didn't on. follow the quiz guidelines. It's not as I would go be sad that I... No. Moving on. <laughs> but just to FYI, if Next. you do a question on a ship, make sure you know how to pronounce the, the ship's ship. name. Yeah. Just, just 
You know, it comes in handy. Appalachia. I swear, uh, yeah, USS Appalachia. Yeah, I swear that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, we're getting still. Not just me. Should we move on to uh, the topic? Yes. <laughs> Should we move on to the topic? It's like I'm not not having right. a meltdown. It's just kind of oh, right. yeah. Just choose one of these. Uh, no, it's fine. I think next time I need to choose a different name, ship name. I think we definitely got to do first contact. We do. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's we happening. Don't yet, know. Oh, we're picking them out of the hat, aren't we? Mm. Uh, we're picking them out of the hat. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get ready to circle them then. <laughs> yeah, because I've got to keep up with the damn thing as well. That's the only thing to this. Of course, I'm keeping up track with what the frick we're doing. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note on each one that we are. You have one A's and what? Oh, I'm not looking. Actually, I haven't put the answers on there. I've got the answers in my head. Phil, you start off on just choose one, anyone. So it's ten in there. All the same size. So there's no advantage to what we pick. What we're doing first. Oh, that's only picked up too. Oh. Ah, and he's in the Star Trek writing as well. Yeah, I know. It's nifty, isn't it? Discovery of the Bajoran Wormhole. Ooh, that's an interesting one, that is. There's actually quite a little bit on that as well, actually. I just need to rifle through. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. Found it, the Bajoran Wormhole. Oh, you got the similar notes to me, Jamie. Well, yeah, they're all from memory alpha, Phil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The source of everything. Have you? You the haven't got any notes. Yes. We switched back again. Yes. And now we're back. <laughs> Only stable known uni- uh, um, wormhole to exist in the Milky Way. Yep. Discovered in 2369. But before that, it was considered to be a myth. But how close is the Bajoran wormhole to? Where the birth then? Because obviously, if it's within the Milky no, Way, it's nowhere near. Phil, Phil just remembered um, SCO. Uh, so deep, deep, no space, deep Space Nine's like on the edge of like nowhere, pretty much. Is um, that still within the Milky Way? Yes, Phil. But yeah, same it, universe. It's the same yeah. universe. But the Bajoran wormhole was referred to as the celestial temple in Bajoran religious contexts. Um, so, oh, I found this interesting. Astronomical data. Um, the Bajoran wormhole connected two points in the galaxy, um, Milky Way galaxy together, 70,000 light years apart. One terminus was in the Alpha Quadrant, in the Denorus belt of the Bajoran system. The other was uh, in the Gamma Quadrant, 4.72 light years away from the Idran system, which is, I think, incredible distance. That's mm. the same distance that Voyager travelled. Right, okay. To get to what, the Alpha Quadrant. And what's interesting is it says here, like, for the fastest Federation starship in 2369, it would have taken 67 years to cross the distance. Wow. But through the wormhole, the passage was nearly instantaneous. So, yeah, it would have taken about the same length as Voyager getting home. It's had a bit of an interesting history as well, hasn't it? Um, Been in existence for at least the past 10,000 years by the late 24th century. Um, And, of course, you, you... you touched on it, didn't you? The religious aspect of it, isn't there? With the Bajoran spiritual beliefs, which I think is a really interesting yeah, because, thing to add on to it as well. Yeah, because I think, you know, and also it's. What did fact, they think it was? Just the people who don't Celestial temple where all the gods live. Yeah, oh. whereas obviously Starfleet it, did see it as, as it, was, it was scientific. It was yeah. a wormhole that had, you know. The wormholes close? Yeah. Yeah. Had these highly elevated levels of neutrinos and all that sort of thing. Um, but what you know, what was quite nice about that, particularly in Deep Space Nine, was the fact that yeah, Starfleet believed this, but they respect this. But like, things like but Cisco respected it. He respected mm. that's what the Bajorans believed. Yeah, he might not have believed it himself. It's almost like coming up to a a, a race of of cavemen and, and respecting the fact that they they respect the fire. For you yeah. and cavemen, it's almost back to cavemen with you. You've mm. been watching Who Watches the Watchers too much, Phil. You know me. I like my swordcraft. Oh yeah, the shield and the stars and that. So, um, yeah. So the mage and the arcane power. You're sticking your rock. Yes. <laughs> and my sometimes my slingshot, attacking Goliath. I'm like a but, miniature David. But obviously, also you with found no hair and a fat belly. But thingy, th- <laughs> thingy, thingy, goody, goody, whatever it was. No, 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 no. We've moved on from squelchy, squelchy, squishy, squishy, squelchy, squelchy, goody, goody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the last time that the stick and stone came up. Yeah, you wanted that for your birthday, didn't you, Phil? 
<laughs> same time a banana did you actually literally get, turned up as well. I didn't oh you didn't get, I we'll, didn't. we'll get you a stick and stone next year Phil for your birthday very much it'll make no sense at all yeah um, so yeah but you've also I've also obviously the whole aspects of is it scientific the one obviously like the visual and profits that's actually come up as obviously a source of conflict in the hands of the profits episode between Keiko and um, Kai Win uh, Vedic Win at the time, <laughs> I made that same mistake before. Technical, I think technically, Te- technically, yeah, we'll just say Kyle. We'll just say win. Technically, basically, basically. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's quite interesting, and yeah, I mean, it's obviously you know the wormhole has obviously had an enormous impact on interstellar politics and the Alpha Quadrant. So obviously, not just the wormhole opening relations with like new trading partners and establishing new colonies, but also bringing the big powers from the um, the Gamma Quadrant, which obviously includes the Dominion. Mm. Um, the biggest threat to the Federation probably since the Borg would you like to invade yeah but it would have been quite easy to get things to and from and you're also expanding the knowledge and world of the people that wouldn't have been able to get there in their lifetime this is the thing about Deep Space Nine in in conjunction with the Bajoran Wormhole it was a place of I say brilliant opportunities and these training routes but it's also a place of massive vulnerability particularly Mm. if you're on a space station far away from really any Starfleet support well. I always thought Voyager should have come home via the Bajoran wormhole. Cut half the Voyager. Well, they didn't know about it then, did they? They did. Yes, they did. Because DS9 was there. Yeah. And that's why, why, didn't they they use that? why didn't they just use that then? I would have come back via it. Yeah, but why didn't they just do that then? Because it was, well, it was located in the Gamma Quadrant. And the del- but sure, that's easier quadrant. than going through Beta Quadrant. Possibly. So you wouldn't have had a series, <laughs> and you wouldn't have been able to see um, yeah, Jerry Ryan you and her. Would have done, assets. but you'd have had a different story. Mm. There and back again. Them go, oh, them, avoid your tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them going, trying to going, trying to get to the point of the drum wormhole, and then just oh. go and you put DS nine. I think that'd be quite interesting. But another thing as well about the about obviously the interior of the wormhole is in twenty three seventy one, Starfleet initiated a joint scientific project with the Bajoran and Kardashian governments to establish a trans-wormhole subspace communications relay. Now, do you know what that model is? What that miniature is? Because you both would have seen it before. It reappears. It gets reused, as, as you imagine everything it does. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what it's reused as? Any guesses? I think I've seen the episode, personally. You've seen it. Oh. You know what it ended up as. Cool. In your, one of your fav- one of your favourite films. If not your favourite um, Star Trek film. So it would have been generations. Is it the base that they're on? It's in the Magosa's observatory. Oh. That's what that ends up being converted Very into. Interesting. But yeah, this what's interesting. What about the umbrella? Does that turn up as well again? Umbrella. Yeah, the umbrella. big umbrella thing that's supposed to connect, collect all the uh, sun's rays. That's interaction, Jane. Oh, yeah. That's interaction. <laughs> but you know, it's Oops. not. But this this subspace, <laughs> this this transwormhole <laughs> subspace communications, really. That's a mouthful. It's to make it possible for any ships in the Gamma Quadrant to contact home, but as well to provide early warning of any Dominion attack. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Stop your singing and prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, but what's what's also really amazing about the wormhole is this idea of the profits, because when the Dominion when the Dominion took down the minefield, they're about to. Like, invade the Alpha Quadrant they were stopped by well by the profits you could argue all the, all the ships disappeared well, uh, have, did you see this in the extra information and it's oddly it's about novelisation incredibly for me in a novelisation of Emissary immediately after Kurt is rescued from the wormhole he attempts to lay down uh, lay claim to it based on the classes long standing occupation of Bajor before Cisco coolly informs him that he has reached an agreement with the Prophets on behalf of the Federation Bajor that they will control the wormhole. And if anyone tries to go through it without permission of those sides, would find themselves lost somewhere midway between wormhole's entrances. Although it kind of I think it's taken off with kind of a bit, a bit of a bluff. I thought that's quite an interesting thing. It kind of mm. adds a bit more to the episode. Just kind of yeah. Mm. But what's also interesting about the wormhole is is it's stable at both ends because you find a lot of wormholes are not. But, but is it constructed by the puff profits? Is mm. that why it, that's the only reason it exists? Well, it mm. But why is would... there many of them like it though? The only one. The only one that's stable at both ends. I mean, for example, there's a, there's a, there's a wormhole that Voyager encounters where it's stable at the other. I'd say the price, Jamie. 
That's the first time it's encountered. Oh, beg your pardon, beg your pardon. Not in, Voyager. Hell. Beg your pardon. It's continuity. Um, in um, <laughs> mention came first. It's nine o'clock in the evening. I'm tired. In a book you've never read. In a book I've never read. <laughs> <laughs> um. In the price, beg your pardon, in next gen, uh, the Enterprise and Kaz are better. In the Enterprise and Kaz. Barzan. Barzan Wormhole. Yes. That's I, thought you, I actually thought you just said Marzipan. I was like, Simon <laughs> Marzipan. Simon I thought I had a long day. <laughs> I know I watched Bake Off yesterday, but that's but not it's, taking it too it, far. But at one end it's stable and the other end it isn't. So, but yeah, that, that's so what, what. What do you do then if it's unstable at the other end? You just, You're screwed. You just, screwed. just like hit a brick wall or something. It's a bit like being dropped off in like outer Mongolia and being told, hey, do you want to get home? Well, oh. no, you're going to have to walk it. So basically you go halfway through and then you just like... You're screwed. Because it's like... Is it like Finding Nemo when they go on a golf trip? They get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But, you know, it's interesting the, what the Bajor Moha has been associated with. So, you know, it's been associated, you know, the obviously, you know, religion... Uh, exploration and also well <laughs> you war. Know, war so you know it's it's had a massive massive impact hmm. um, just by its location where and it if is. you didn't have it you wouldn't have the S9 because you know and it is a day that changed the, the universe. universe for that reason indeed indeed so oh, I'm going to pick one eh. don't know what we're going to do for the but hey We'll have to get to that bridge when we get there. We'll get to that wormhole. There we go. Uh, you've got to pick one of them. I oh, know. I'm big off. Pick one or we'll pick... No, pick one. Okay. This one is... What have you got? Battle of Sector 001. Oh, I get to find out my answer. Which <laughs> is completely wrong. Which I know. <laughs> when was it? No, that was... No, that's... Well, which one? Which question? Oh, the, the ship one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this one because um, was it this one because you look at some of the names and one of them is the Bozeman does that sound familiar Jamie USS Bozeman mm. it came up quite often in um, Next Gen do you, do you I recognise it I also like uh, the, the fact the that name, the name is familiar but I can't exactly pinpoint what the one where they go back in time but I can't Joking, joking. True. Um, in episodes you've seen. I have seen. <laughs> With countless. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, oh, God. Um, so I'm, trying, I'm still trying to find my notes. Here we go. Set to zero, zero, 001. It's actually quite good because this is the one I think that's got most. Cause and effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's in there. And I also like the fact that it's zero, zero, 001. It almost sounds like it's the first battle ever. Well, it's the battle around Earth because. It's a battle Se- of the, the ball. The sector around Earth is called 001. Oh. And everything that goes out around I've not it's... seen it, so... Oh, you've got to... You have seen it. Sure. Have I? First contact, you plum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has been a long day. <laughs> it's and been a long day. the other name that came up that interests me is USS Yeager, because that's a ship that came up in my um, Starships blog. Oh, yes, it did, didn't it? Yeah, that's one of the ships you talked about, yeah. But, you know, it's... Did I get it wrong, then? What's that? My question, you plum. Uh, well, it all will be revealed later on. I think, you know the rules of the quiz? I think... Did I get it wrong? I think you... I think you did, yeah, because I think I said that as the first A, and then I put something I went B. B. Yeah. So I got it wrong. I got one. I think. <laughs> I'm lucky. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I said, I've you know, I've always loved just... First contact, prompt. Not obviously the movie. I mean, it is a really, really the battle, good film. The battle isn't it? sequences are amazing, and again, it's enhanced with with the whole thing. And but Phil, what did we learn? That's also in the battle that shouldn't be there. Define. Oh no, 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 no. The uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that film. Okay, okay. I know. Right <laughs> now. There you go. You make me want to watch it again now. Awesome Do you know what? I really need to start watching more Star Trek. Really, <laughs> really, Phil. I noticed. <laughs> Do you know I've had I've had my break and I think I really need to go back to it. But um, yeah. it's been long enough. Partly for the quiz, but one, one of the thing one of thing, one of the things I love is, is the fact that um, this this <laughs> one whole... of these days I'm going to have more knowledge than all of you put together. Yeah, they're going to cry. Yeah, in about fifty billion years. 
Yeah, when we're about 70. <laughs> study hard. And we're like, oh, Jamie, Simon, I think I've and like, got it. And it like, does sound like you're constipated, Phil. And like, Jamie's <laughs> got worse dementia. I've actually got dementia as well. And you're like, yeah, I've won a quiz. It's like, we haven't but, done a quiz in 65 years, Phil. But this this, this whole this whole time Stop track. spraying me water. <laughs> and the city mm. spring, no. Mm. We'll just put a note down and just talk randomness. Yes. <laughs> Well, we are Let's going to do, do that soon. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew yeah. What, one of the things that was quite interesting was that this whole this whole time travel event was described by Seven of Nine as an example of the Pogo paradox from the Voyager episode Relativity. Wang, 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 wang. So, yeah, quite interesting. I actually forgot that because I what actually is the Pogo paradox. Oh dear. Um, Jamie won't know. Okay, I'm just going to read what's in the notes here. Um, after heading straight for Earth with the Enterprise in hot pursuit, the spear launched from the Borg cube began generating um, chronom- chronometric particles forming a temporal vortex. The spear disappeared inside it, travelling back in time to 2063 and disrupting first contact. Yeah. The Enterprise followed the spear into the past and was able to restore the normal version of history before safely returning to the 24th century. That is a Pogo paradox. Yeah, yeah you're just explaining what just happened. Yeah. Not kind of what the paradox means. Oh, okay. So it just basically <laughs> means there and back again, nothing changed. The, the it's essentially the Borg actually helped the Federation have first contact. It's that sort of crazy logic. Yeah. Oh, I see. So by trying to prevent it, they actually helped it. Does that make? Well, I well, think so. Yeah. That's the general gist. That's the general gist of it. So basically, going up and down. Like a lot. Like just a lot. Just let us know if we're wrong. Let, yeah, and as with any sort of temporal time episode, are, just don't think about it, otherwise I'll give you a headache. <laughs> but, Six years after Wall 359, um, on um, 2373, um, and Stardate 50893.5. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Dates reel off I the haven't. facts. Let's reel off the facts. Well, you know, it's. I mean, one of the things I found really quite fascinating about these notes was actually um, the way they, the way they sort of constructed the battle. Um, and, I, you know, I love the um, Ronald D. Moore jokingly reported that the vulnerable era which Starfleet targeted was actually the waste race extraction. <laughs> <laughs> One one of the things are some of these ideas, like for example, um, Ricardo de Galdo suggested that a large ball vessel be an op- op- obelisk with a spear set into its top. So they took this this idea from inspiration from ancient Egyptian architecture, hmm. which is really quite interesting. However, obviously that idea was obviously scrapped. But no, but they used Egyptian architecture to inspire the Kardashian mm. ships. Yeah. So there's like tem- there's a symbol in like the glow style ships, which yep. I think is quite cool. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, you do. So they, I mean, they, they said it was eventually scrapped after it was discovered that the shape had an inherent lack of visual impact on its sun, particularly when shown from low angles, mm. which I can completely understand. But it's, yeah, it's just fascinating. But the fact that they come up with this this idea for it, but they used it for something else, which is, I think, one of the things that makes Star Trek enjoy. If you reuse something just a little bit, they come up with something completely different. Yeah. And it's another occasion where Wolf tries to kill himself. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that happen every season? <laughs> at least three times instead but yeah it does feel like it with Wolf sometimes yeah yeah every season um, an, alter- an alternative idea was invo- involved a squadron of Borg ships able to amass into a single vessel Ooh. oh they used that in Star Trek Armada did they so which I think so again, you get this huge cube because it's made out of four, a fusion cube and then they all oh, sort of okay. come out it's like that huge hmm. like literally standard cubes and you do get tactical cubes but merging together. Surely that's not a good advantage because they fire from all directions. You just um, times it by four, so it's not mm. really a problem. It's just kind I of. Suppose. Can I you mean, imagine like a tiny ship and you've got this huge cube underneath? It's like you're kind of dead. But again, yeah. it was. It would have made. They say here it would have made for a really nice visual, but it diminished the Borg brilliance to suggest they needed this many ships. Flying to Earth, blah. So it's like you know. It, it does diminish that, that impact of the ball. If you've got one massive ball cube that can do so much damage, mm. yeah, if you've got loads of little ones, it's like more. Well, it doesn't add that same impact. Yeah. Does it? Of like, oh my god, the ball get here. Poor so, Admiral Haynes. 
Yeah, didn't he um, stop? Try didn't he initially uh, reject Picard's proposal to join the battle due to his um, experiences as Locutus? And then Picard just sort of said, "I'll oh, sod it anyway." Just sod it. Well, they all died, so it's not yeah. like he could really kind of say much against it. So not like, like he yeah. called Marshal Picard. But but guy Picard knows where those toilets are. And... <laughs> but you know, I mean, but what's really great about it is the fact that these with the battle itself, it's you know um, Rick Berman um, and Rick Berman and. Uh, I'm trying to find it in the notes. Rick Burn. Well, basically, the creators of the film were very, were really happy with how the battle sequences turned out. Um, it was never said that in both Wolf Three Five Nine and this, they used uh, trans warp conduits to get the cube there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not really stated. But it's kind of. It's still kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're getting that hindsight for you. <laughs> Hindsight is a wonderful okay, thing. Okay, as you can tell, there's not an awful lot on any of them. Basically, no. yeah. she's just kind of. I mean, no, it's interesting to point out little little bits, isn't it? I mean, the main, said the main thing that interested me was how they constructed the, the models and the ships and the battle itself. That mm. was what because I don't because again, that's not really near that I delve into much. So, for example, uh, it said John Noel was interested in making the Borku look particularly foreboding. Um, so he says, wherever possible, we were looking up at it. We shot it fairly close with relatively wise lenses and tried to break frame in many shots as if it's too big to photograph completely I also turned the cube 45 degrees so at one edge of it would come towards the camera like the prow of a ship yeah. and you know it was and visual effects cinematographer Marty Rosenberg additionally you know wanted to enhance that threatening aspect so he used like um, try to do like with lighting techniques so lighting techniques as well and it, it's amazing it's clever how little things can actually make something so yeah, such clever. And you know, I, I'm thinking back here to when Enterprise D encounters the ball. I mean, my first reaction, oh my god, what the heck is that? Because you see the way it's shot, the Enterprise looks like really titchy. It's like a big, massive ball. Yeah, thing. you know how big the Enterprise is. So yeah, it's sort of and it's like, and it's that, that same effect. I think they used again in First Contact. Mm. That you know that really threatening aspect that makes the ball cubes. Like, oh my god, you know, even by that, obviously by now, you unless actually no, because I'm. First contact was a film I saw first, wasn't it? First thing you ever saw. I think yeah. I did that to Phil as what, well. First, yeah, first bit of Star Trek. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's been a long time since I've seen it. I've seen and it about three or four times. And the I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Anything else, Jamie? Um. Next. Um, well, there, there is other stuff here, but I mean, um, next. Yeah, should we want to? I mean there's a lot of stuff here but again this is all on memory Alpha. If, you, if you people are interested in having a look I said a lot of interesting stuff here that I didn't know about before so should we go to next Bugs number Bunny. three Bugs Bunny Simon what have you got all my notes are mixed up now <laughs> I'm mixing all my notes up I'll I think I've got the other one four three five nine yay hey, I was actually hoping to be that because that's next on my notes so I've actually got it here this is like a yeah um, so um the wolf system was the start of the last, first large scale engagement between Starfleet How and the How far Borg. away is it from Earth, Jamie? Uh, what does it say? Uh, it says it like three times. It really does say it three times around each. Yeah. Twenty within twenty like oh twenty light years. Okay, I got that one wrong. I'm bad yeah, it was a bit far off. Twenty yeah, the location of Wolf three five no. nine was Oh, 7.8 light years. Oh, I wasn't too far off then. What, I actually should be that specific? No, I would have let you. I, I have actually put down an answer of 8. Oh, would okay. We'll round it up. It's okay. still 12 out. No, I said, I said 7. That was my answer. Oh, I thought, oh. I mean, no. I misheard you. Uh, this, oh, well, it's just saying it's just within 20 light years. It was just, I think that's a bit vague there. Yeah. Um, Where did you read it? <laughs> the location of all 35 numbers depicts in time starts within 20 light years of so. What seven point five? Yeah, I think eight, I think that's 7. just a bit. 6. bit ab- I think that's I think that's more abstract. Um, I rounded it up to eight. Yeah. So um, <laughs> first yeah. major encounter: Lucas's Borg. Cisco's um, thirty-nine Federation starships were destroyed. Eleven thousand personnel killed, including mm. uh, Cisco's wife Jennifer in the destruction of the Saratoga. <clears throat> um, literally, we've said it all, effectively. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh, one of my alternate questions for you, Phil, was what was um, Riker's what off, what command did Riker get offered in before uh, Wolf Three? He was offered captain. 
Of which ship? Do you know which one it is? Prometheus? No. <laughs> did you say, which one did you say? Prometheus, I think. I thought you said something else, but I won't pronounce it. Yeah, and that was your, one of your turn up questions, case. But it's, um, I knew it was Captain. Yes, it's Melbourne. Oh, I, I wouldn't no. have known Melbourne, but I knew it was Captain. But um, so I remember the episode. We've the, effectively done everything. Are you quite but, impressed what? with that, you two? Quite impressed. Impressed. With good check knowledge. Yeah. The only but, thing we're missing is Beta Quadrant, a name class star, and that's effectively um, it. Well, I found it said the name Wolf Three Five Nine may be a reference to a, a nineteen sixty four episode of The Outer Limits. Um, I think I read that somewhere. And in non-canon sources, comics of the DC TNG Volume Two series mentions Wolf Three Five Nine was maintained at a wreckyard of the doomed ships as depicted in the series The Worst of Both Worlds Part 1 and again in and Death Shall Have No Dominion Star Trek Online also depicted such a memorial the, the graveyard scene they reused that as um, like stock footage so it ends up as surplus depots so oh, okay. re, a unification Okay. And there's another episode where they use it, and it's just like, yeah, you just use that shot you use. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just typical. Yeah, but why not? Fair enough. If it works, it works. And sometimes you can make stories around it. Again, that's why, it's why when you have like a. That's why. Was it. Um, oh, God. Oh. Um, oh, that episode. Um, mm-hmm. The one with um, that. Oh, yeah. Are you doing a me on that? That outrageous Akona. Yeah. You know when they had was it a shot from behind the bridge of the view screen? You said there's like a really interesting shot they used that I never so did again. Do with anything. You mentioned about that using really the same shots, shots, and I thought I've mentioned a shot at a time where they used a really unusual one. Yeah, so that, that's my point. But never mind. <laughs> and right, good point it was, Jeremy. Thank you very much. So you guys, you guys do last two as well. What's his next? Jeremy, do you want to choose it now? Yeah, might as well. Finding the Kashar. Oh, that's an interesting one. Sure. Have you managed to pick up all of them? Oh, no. No. I think I know which one that is. I think I do. No, this is the one where they found that pyramid thing I was talking about. <laughs> well, this is something we've covered before in our Vulcan episode. But It's more, it's more an... It's quite an in-depth thing, isn't it? It's sort of a, it's a prime example it's of the us... the Bible. It's a prime example of us like delving where we probably shouldn't. But Well, I mean, all these events have... It's like, you know, said Battle of Sector 001, well... Yeah, biggest engagement in history, and then you, that's when you knew the Borg were a massive, massive threat, mm. and they keep coming back even more. It's, event, it's events that people all, always remember yeah. for those reasons. And again, like for example, for Picard, it was it was you know it, it haunted him for the rest of his life. Mm. You know, I mean, look at look at the Cisco's reaction. Yeah, you know, he blamed Picard for the death of his wife. Because this brought on the origins of. What Vulcan. we'd understand as Vulcans, yeah. isn't it? This is yes, the origins yes. of it. Get something else we can and it's, put it and it's, it's, it's nice. I like. I think it's it's quite a befitting uh, series of season of ep- or, or string of episodes that shows that because obviously the Vulcans came to us and helped us, but it's quite nice that's how we finished it off by helping the Vulcans. Well, it's you know, it's what's, that's one of the things I liked about Enterprise was the fact that particularly in season four you've got these origins of the Vulcans because it's never really gone into detail mm. before and the fact they did a free part I think is really really good it's good they fleshed it, it out I mean they obviously all, they have become our closest ally and they have shown us quite a lot it's quite like I say it's quite befitting that we showed them their way if that makes any sense and help them do that yeah so you know um, uh, you know Archer um Learned of the Kashar's location, discovered it shortly before the monastery was bombed by the Vulcan High Command. What I've and never understood, I think I said this in the episode at the time, is it's like literally it's just down a corridor off the main. Like, yeah, that's the thing about it. It does, it does <laughs> seem it's, a little bit. It, it should, it should have, they should have had a bit of an Indiana Jones moment I, where they should have gone I to think, some temple of doom and I gone past a rolling stone. It should stone be some sort of booby trap or something. And, and some, some ancient arrows that fire out of nowhere. I think, and, to be fair, I think they cut out half of the journey to it. But you just get the impression it's like, yeah, it's just off the main corridor. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, although, the janitor sits there washing it every day and didn't realise it that what it was, sort of. Thing. But um, yeah, it's um, it says here that the discovery of the Kashar transformed Vulcan society in this chapter a widespread return to the true teachings of Surak. And what's obviously interesting is that mind mills became much more acceptable because before then mind mills were considered taboo, what, taboo. like drugs, yeah, taboo. Um, just look at fusion. Yeah, and the impact that had on Tapal. Yeah, um, but it says here um, also in the novel Forgotten History, the USS Enterprise is briefly set into a universe in which humanity was destroyed before 
first contacts and the Kashar was never found, resulting in a far more militaristic Vulcan than the one we are familiar with. However, with the age of an alternate version of Tipring, whoever that is, Spock is able to reveal the location of the Kashar to her as well as providing her with these copies of Shurek's writings, allowing her to fill in the blanks caused by damage to the version in her world and just resume. Do you know me? I think Tipring is the main heistess you see in um, Search of Spock. I think it's oh, that okay. one, I think. Yeah, so then... High Priestess to, to Pring. Oh, she might... Oh, I'm, I'm not tired. I'm not tired, yeah. That might be her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then it helps her return to things. Again, how I, things I, actually, how I should stayed be. away from that because it's not mm. canon. It's not, but I think it's interesting. Um, but I, also, they... I haven't read it, but there is or will be um, a, uh, a book of what's called Rise of the Federation series. It's obviously Archer, and it's set after the Federation was formed in 2161. And I believe it's a story about the Kashar and how it apparently was all fabricated or something and Archer and oh. I've got to stop it or stop by basically stop Vulcan from returning to its more sort of primal state or something. Mm. But anyway. It's like 24. We've got 24 hours to get this Um But yeah, uh, it's an episode well, you, did you did you watch the episodes? Did you actually? I've seen the episodes. You have yes. seen the episodes. Yeah. I watched the episodes because of, we did the, the Vulcans. Did you? You did watch all three. Yeah, you did yes. watch all three parts. Three, <laughs> yeah. Worth watching. Captain again. Archer had a cloak on. Hmm? Captain Archer had a cloak on. You can credit Archer for a lot of things. He, he also founded the Prime Directive as well. To be fair, was it Captain Archer in that respect the best captain in terms of actually achieving things? No, a lot of the stuff that was founded on him was was continued centuries later. So the idea of the Prime Directive, uh, without him, there wouldn't have been a federation. But it's revisionist re- history, though, yeah. because it came after with a series. So yeah, it's, kind of... it's a bit... they, they kind of made him the best because they could. No, it had to. So, well, it's actually, if it's a prequel, it has to come from somewhere, doesn't it? So, yeah, someone's brain. <laughs> Well, I just love the notion when I mentioned in the fit under fifty years when Picard, oh, uh, sorry, Picard Archer becomes Federation president. You go, you said to me, how does that happen? I don't know. I made him Federation president because uh, he's done everything. Big. It's like you know, I just sit there going, well, how's how's <laughs> he's done everything? It's like this is stupid for his president. He's this thing. He's that thing. Oh my god! It's like, come on. There are other like people. Captain you know. Archer, super, super duper captain. I like, I like Captain Archer. He had a dog but as he well. liked Walter Polo. Uh, who, who likes Walter Polo? At least what, play rugby. Why or does Walter Polo even exist? Well, is it? It's got to be better than than Janeway and a Victorian holiday program, surely. Well, yeah, that can go for the whole voyage as <laughs> a program. As I think I said, Captain in last Archer was episode. awesome, and he had a dog as well. So. Well, well people that. wanted that pissed up, pissed up an ancient tree. <laughs> well, people fans did want Porthos to save the day, and that thankfully never happened because that just sounds awful. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm sure some of the ideas were <laughs> bark one for yes, bark twice for no. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if the Kashar was transported into into Porthos's brain. That would have been interesting. <laughs> Or we could have just do a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode and go into... <laughs> so, anything else to say about the Kishore? Not that. Moving on. <laughs> I think swiftly. Oh, Before dear. we all start the thinking Kishore about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. was a small pyramid with a narrow base, slightly less than half a metre in height. It had writing in ancient Vulcan on each of its sides. Three sides. It was found in a sealed chamber beneath the monastery, which Arch was able to open by... Touching certain letters. Ooh. Did that come from when he when he um, when he was like connected to the Kashara? Yeah. Well, it was, he learnt it from Siren, mm. who was Surak. Mm. To be fair, it goes back to the Egyptian architecture, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably. But what's also what's no. also, <laughs> what else? Moving quite, on. And what I also quite, also quite like about this whole thing with the Kashara is is how it developed to Paul's character. Mm. So the fact that she became much more sure of herself. She found out, I think, took her in a piece that she'd never sort of found before. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just said, and it's obviously it's such a significant event. It's said it, it completely revolutionised Vulcan society mm. and what we know Vulcans to be now in the, what, 23rd, 24th century. Yeah. So, right, so the fi- Next our, one. our final Please one. be first contact, first contact, first contact, first contact. It's first contact, yeah. April 5th, 2063. I could tell by the 
um, yeah, how long fun. it was. Yeah, yeah. No, but fun. Oh, they're okay. all the same size because some are longer. If you look, if you make, look, yeah, oh, the other ones I, I are. They're all the same size. Then the vents aren't as long. Yeah, yeah. There is ah uh, yes. It's just amazing. This, this is actually one of those like the pivotal event the of of, of Star Trek. Literally, without this, there wouldn't be a federation. And do you think we could find any information online about it? Zilch. All we've got, literally, you could say, is from the 150 years book. Of, of the Federation written by David Goodman what we can talk about it though is it's the entrance me and you took into Star Trek that Forc- is true forcefully yes and it and it's you just will brilliant. watch it and enjoy it okay sorry so that, that's the day where yeah, but, yeah, but you think about it you get Vulcans you get you get Borg you get human human and Vulcan first contact so it, you get the uh, the Phoenix which is brilliant it's the day where Zephyr and Cochrane shook hands with the Vulcan soul. soul you cut. get Battle Sex Zero Zero One, yeah, which we've already done like yeah. twenty minutes and ago. The, and the Vulcan soul car, they shake hands, and actually he lives until the like, early twenty three hundreds. But you um, also get the you get a Geordie perspective as well. Like it's also a good example of somebody who finds out he's famous but doesn't like it. Mm. Yeah, Which I mean, it's an interesting concept. Zephyrin Cochran was never really that comfortable with his popularity. I mean, he, he, he dealt with it. He learned to sort of take he, it in his stride. I don't think he realised what he. But again, that 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 proves oh no, he that did, what he did was he just, he realised the full potential of it. I mean, listen to his speech. You know, you know, oh, we, we can put thousands of worlds at our fingertips. Mm. You know. Oh, yeah, he, but he wanted a island with naked women on it. That's what his dream was. Not kind of all. Oh like, yeah, I know. He doesn't even yeah. like using a train. <laughs> Remember that? Hmm. But also, um, yeah. But it's um, this. This is not really much to say about first contact. It happened. Day. Yeah. 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 Uh, but of but course, apart from that, the best thing to say is watch the film. is bloody brilliant. Mm. And then watch it again. In fact, I'm going to watch it again this weekend. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I really want to watch it now. That's but obviously, get me back into Star obviously, Trek sorry, Sam. I'm watching First Contact. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> watching First Contact. But of course, though. there is the unofficial First Contact. Whenever that was, Phil. When was yes. that, Phil? The first contract was in the 1960s. 1970, no, 1970. <laughs> you can't even remember. 1990, 1930s? No. <laughs> we finally got so, it. 1960s, 70s, and 30s, all wrong. It's 1930s. Oh, well. He did a question on it. He did oh, a question. That's why Simon brought it up. Technically, yeah. I was the thinking. first, co- again, first I, meeting between again, Vulcans I was and going, humans I was, was Simon. 30s, you just said it. In the episode. I was thinking of Enterprise, City Carbon Creek. City on the Edge of Forever. I was thinking carbon creep. I know that's what I did in episode. Yeah, like so I remember now. Yeah, so um, my sneaky questions, like Simon says, is always a red herring. So, should we go back to the Z quiz? Yep. Okay, I think the I went first, and I asked Do you. Yeah. Asked me. Right. Um, um, what leg oh, did John. Nog injure in the siege of AR five five eight? This is my massive notes somewhere. And you said, "Hang on, Phil. Sorry, something." Left, he said left. I, I know said that. left. I know that. I don't know what he said for it. I'm sorry, Jamie. Oh, it was wrong. No, you went right. Hey! <laughs> oh, yeah, I got, I got the notes. Got the notes. One point. Yep. So left. Okay. Um, the second question was: When was first contract released in the UK? The answer was the 13th of December. December 1996. You were oh, so close. Oh, no. you, you whittled it down correctly, though. You did very well. I was, I was impressed. <sighs> Damn, I don't know if one was wrong anyway. Yeah, how many light years? <sighs> I had like how many light years was uh, four, three, nine, five away from Earth? I said eleven. Eight. I probably should have said how many to closest. That's whole fine. Number. It doesn't matter. But so the, the way I was going to, yeah, the one I was going to work that was saying that. That the the the, uh, the 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 I was the other way of working the question depending whether you got the other two right or not was going to be how many light years uh, uh, the Earth is eight light years away from Wharf Bay five nine true or false and oh, I'm okay. giving you a fifty fifty that's the way I was going to work it well second I can't believe I got the second question I should have got that right it looks like I might be catching up but you are Phil well I probably am not. Uh, you Simon asked me next, didn't you? True or false? The last known contact between the Federation and Romulans prior to neutral zone is known as the Tom Led incident. I've never heard of it, so I said false. Um, but the hint was it's one of the things we're doing about. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is it's it? true. So it's true. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> that's a good start. Thank you very much. Oh well, well that's it then. According to Card, 
in uh, first contact. You might have got this what one, is right? the usual temperature aboard a Borg vessel? 28.4. It's actually D, 39.1. So it was the, it was the hottest. So I was I was thinking that it wasn't. You the were right close, Phil. I mean, the way you looked at it was quite was quite vulgar and logical. It was um, either the hottest or the coldest. So what did Nero use in? I red matter. And you were right. You were right, Phil. That's the one thing I did. Know. So I think we're still. I'm still one point we're the anyway. Same. Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> Aren't you lucky? I've got been one right. And Simon. Oh yes, uh, Simon. <laughs> uh, let Jamie work through all his notes. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, true or false? The year of the Battle of War three five nine was twenty three sixty nine. That's said true. It's false. It was twenty three sixty seven. Have I screwed up? I've got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I think so. Question two. The answer was Trinia. Yeah, and, I was never going to get that. And question three. You said. I said B. Uh, but it, was a. it is NCC 52136 I got nothing yeah <laughs> first time ever no yeah to be fair my third question was did, did, I should have chosen a different ship no, I think it was a fair compromise to give him a 50 yeah I think it was because that was yeah so oh this is interesting now so where are the points yeah so let's sign it's right. a really done much actually because well, we've both got one. Oh, we didn't get any points, so we only just caught up with Simon by one no, point. No, not even that. Well, so what? What is it at the moment? I've still got twelve. Jamie's still got nine, so he's still three behind me. So he's still one round behind me. So, and Phil, you're still at, you're on seven point five. So now you're two, two points behind Jamie. Ooh. Well, one, one and a half. Yeah, yeah that was the same. So that's, uh, I've only got to get two on the next quiz, and I'm ahead. And as long as you don't get anything right. Hmm. Well, I'm doing your quest questions next, Phil, and I'm going to make yours harder. Oh, that's not very nice. Well, again, it could be on anything. It's that's not, not very nice, precious. Are we going to set any sort of rules if it can be on anything, considering there's no research? Well, but there, 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 well, there is research. Well, I I think on well, I might do. Phil, gonna... remember the next one's uh, retrospective. Oh, I meant on the tangent city. Yeah. I would, but that's to be decided. Okay. We're still that's to be decided that because <laughs> it's yeah, that's a bit of an oddity. That really is a bit of an oddity. Yeah. So Star Trek news. Well, we're going to be at destination Star Trek Europe. Even though we said that, yes. I think last even though week. I said that for yeah, we are definitely going to be there. Um, so if you are there, feel free oh. to come over and say hello. No, we don't. We, have, we, we I don't think we're going to get any fan panel. I don't. I'm I don't know. Sure. We might do. We, we'll have to wait. We still see. don't know anything yet. We still don't know anything um, yet. We know as much, much or as, as little as, as you guys know. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are definitely going to be there. We are very excited. We have booked our tickets. Well, two of us have. Two of us have. Yep. But we'll yeah, but the good thing there. is, though, the good thing is, we can you can just get them when you're there anyway. Yeah. Heck, you could get them on the day if you wanted. Oh, can I just say I know what things we're doing next time we do this next year. I forgot to mention that. Huh. We know well, what we know. We're we know doing. what we're doing next time. Oh, on, this, yeah. on this particular one, because we've we had ten, yeah. we've chosen five. So I take it in for the quiz for the next one. We'll base it on what we've got left. Is that correct? Could do. Or okay, it could still be those ten. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll just again to be decided. I don't know. Be decided. Okay. Kiss and records, destruction of Vulcan, praxis. Destruction of Praxis, Tomnid Instant, and Zindi Probe. So a lot of things blowing up. Yeah, and the good thing is we've got on the horrendous note of Battle Sector Zero Zero One Hour, which is like thirty pages worth. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> um, to be fair, we had a lot of blowing up in this one as well. We had two battles, so three five nine and zero zero one. Fair, I think. So like, let us know what you think of this episode and others. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. And our email address at theengagedpodcast at yahoo.com and the YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so also, we also want to say that our, we well, by next month, we would have been on air, well, we would have been live for two years since we Ooh. since we launched back in 2014. Look at Jamie's post when he And how long it. has it been? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm currently in the process of writing the two year anniversary blog, Lovely. which is a bit different to the first one, thanks to a really good idea by Simon. Um, similar to mine. Yeah, similar to yours, but yeah. Similar. Yeah. Don't say it's different, it's not, it's similar. It's similar. Just instead of blog, it's got the word podcast. <laughs> End of. So yeah. send your happy birthday cards. We'll, yeah. have them. we'll <laughs> open up on it. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I think that I think that's it in terms that's it of for another episode. Yeah, yeah. Next two or one or something, probably two, is going to be from Destination Star Trek. Yes. So first one's going to be whatever we can manage to get there, yep. and then the second one will be our thoughts. Even though I don't know when we're going to do that. <laughs> We seem so organised, don't we? Um, a pacey take a pen and pen. Should we mention about the thing on Sunday or not? No, because that would have already happened. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Never mind. Don't worry. <laughs> Forget. I just said that. Um, we should probably shared a million times already. Yeah. Um, right. So I think we should end it there. And uh, are you I, having got a strange new world? Thing? No, 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 no. We did it. We, we would have been there by now. We'd have been there by now. Do it before the quiz. Oh yeah, of course. As always, I've been Phil. I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. We didn't finish it by going, oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Old, old people. I've been Philip. Why would, it be, why would we be old people? Because we started the episode. We've oh. never done that. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> you must have make it longer now. Yeah. <laughs> right, see you later. Bye. Bye. We don't do it, guys. Take care. Bye. <laughs>